Welcome to Content Breaker. Featuring Static Dreads, Kaiju Kells, Strangely Entertaining, and The Zog Boy. Today's episode is Generator Rex. Hello, welcome to Content Breaker. I'm Strangely Entertaining. I am joined today with Static Dreads, Kells, and Bow Before Zog. Welcome, everybody. Today's topic is Generator Rex. Does anybody remember that? No. I mean, I do. Teenage boy, make his body a machine. Yes. I remember it because I went back and I watched it in preparation of today's podcast. Good job. You made up for last week. (laughs) (laughs) You watched the completely wrong show. Yeah, but he got this one right. Made certain. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I still came with stuff to bring to the table last week, sir. Unlike me, I have absolutely no idea what the fuck a Generator Rex is. So tell me, what is a Generator Rex? Well, you take a generator and you plug it up to a T-Rex and then that... No, okay. <laughs> so, Generator X is a show made by the creators of Ben 10, uh, Man of Action. Bruh, I love them. Ben 10. Mm-hmm. Then you'll probably like this. Honestly, it has about the same vibe, maybe a little bit of a darker tone. It's a little bit of a darker tone. kind of different, like, if I'm being honest, honest. Zog, what's your, uh, what's your vibe? They Generator X was basically like supposed to be more on the mature end of things. It it was for the bit of the older audience that was complaining that uh Ben 10 was a bit too much too uh kiddie to kid stuff. Who was complaining? You know, before uh, Alien Force came out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh nah, Generator X is actually a pretty good show. I really liked that when it was coming out. It's like, uh, ah, yes, let's make this a uh, for uh, a little bit more mature. Let's make him fifteen instead of ten. That ought to do it. All right, <laughs> slap a sticker on it, send it on its way. Oh lord, I mean, <laughs> but like, so it basically dealt with like a nuclear fallout type of situation where everybody was infected with nanites and there were these creatures called evos that ran like instead, ran rampant around the world. Bro, I love of, Evangelion. Sorry. <laughs> instead of Ben 10 dealing with aliens, Rex is dealing with mutants. These are all regular people mutating into uh, monsters and whatnot. Except so there's like, everyone's infected zombie apocalypse. We're all gonna die. So there's like like a global pandemic and people have to like find a way to deal with it. Oh, not Except another one. Known Dr. Holiday. So we are all screwed and we got the worst one, <laughs> which uh. I will put on a rep. Like I feel like speaking like of characters, I feel like Dr. Holiday, my girl, Rebecca, if I will, um, was the crowning jewel of this show for me, for many reasons, plot included. But, like, I really messed with the fact that she was, like, the only person who seemed to care about Rex at the beginning. 
and she was kind of like the mom figure. I don't want to say mom figure because he hit on her a lot, so that was really weird. That that was kind of weird uh, when it, I was looking back. It was back absolutely on, like, weird because yeah. she is just like his mom. <laughs> yeah, she's the only woman actually caring for him, and she does it in like this motherly way. Yeah, so I mean, that was definitely. He ain't wrong for having, you know, eyesight because, you know, he ain't wrong <laughs> with what he's saying. He's just wrong with what he's doing. So Bruh, we, like, we need to take a month off anime because, like, <laughs> the shit's bleeding over too hard. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, so I thought she was a cool character. Probably, like, her and Six were my two favorite characters um throughout this was that because they're dating no that was not because they were dating it's because (laughs) dr holiday is rebecca holiday and put her name (laughs) on it dr rebecca holiday i'm sorry and six was just dope (laughs) oh my god doc holiday you had me thinking about the way uh the wild west doctor like yeah man i love his work I mean, yeah, you know, say we don't know. That could be her dad. Like, we but don't know. Tell me about this ship. So, I mean, he's the Sundere. <laughs> I mean, like six is basically like you said, yes, but using it in non-anime terms, he's basically someone who's preoccupied in his work and doesn't like express his feelings well, but he's still. Like cares about people, he just doesn't outwardly express that he cares about people. Um, to the fact that he will like pretty much be there for Rex any way possible and actually respects Rex. Rex, but there's like a whole complex where Rex can't use his abilities at one point because he's worried about you know Six thinking he's a failure, and Six is the handler of Rex because Rex is a super like basically like he's a teenager yeah he's he's a teenager with monster powers yeah he's something that shouldn't exist like basically he got the power when everybody else got infected and he can control it and do all this cool stuff so of course because a white knight being a prick he has to have a handler because he can't just be like ben you know walking around with the power to destroy the universe ben still had a handler he just called him grandpa yeah, I was about to say Grandpa was there to kind of like morally steer him to not blow up the universe. And even when Grandpa went, wasn't there, the guy who made the watch would check in and be like, hey, don't blow up the galaxy. Hey, you feel like blowing up any universes anytime soon? And Just with, making sure. With how sporadic 15-year-olds can be, yeah, I can understand why you would want to give him a handler. If that, we ever, that's pretty logical. <laughs> if we ever do a Ben Tan podcast, I feel like Jenny was Ben's handler in Alien Force, but we'll talk about one that. Day. We'll we'll get there day. one day. That, that's a lot to talk about. You're honestly. a lot to talk about, sir. Well, thank you. You're welcome. But um, so yeah, those are like my two characters. And speaking of the ship that um, Kells had mentioned, like he just six and. Doctor Holiday <laughs> just have a relationship. Like I don't like. I mean, I, sort of. Cool. I guess like that's cool that that just sort of exists in a way that is like almost inconsequential. Like that's a great example. 
They're like his parents. Like, Six is like his dad. Except they're alive. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, parent figures, yeah, you know. Like, hey, like Yondu said, I may not be your father, but I'm your dad. So, that happens a lot in life. <laughs> where our parents aren't necessarily the people who birthed us because of choices they made or... Choices they didn't make, or I don't even or nanite think. explosions that they create, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, infecting the entire planet, causing a plague. Yeah, for like no reason at all, really. Like just to do it because it's like freaking Thursday. So, well, they yeah, wanted to turn their kid into a god. Apparently, I mean that his brother kind of turned him into a god. Like they just made him like a demite, a demigod. And his brother was like, bro, you want the power of infinity? Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, if we doing this, we going all in. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got the rest. So, um, who else would you guys say are some good characters that happened in here? I mean, Noah's pretty cool. Rex himself is, of course, the main character. Yeah, I was so waiting like for someone maybe. to mention him. I do, I do <laughs> I mean, like Rex's uh, struggles that he goes through. They're very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um even though he's in a very extraordinary circumstance, you can actually tell this is just a 15-year-old kid. So, you kind of feel for him. Uh, Van Kleist is crazy, and he's fun. No, he's he's a fun villain. Like, you know, even after, like, the first episode, he gets, like, exploded, you know, exploderated, because Rex is like, oh my... Hit your nanite and make it explode. He's like, like, oh, okay. Magneto you go boom now. If I had to say. <laughs> he just like formed himself back together. I'm like, oh, that's kind of creepy and cool. I like that. <laughs> oh, I would T-1000. say he's like a Magneto, but crazy because he's like, yeah, instead of like unifying these people and getting them rights, I'm going to unify them and control them because and then I'm just going to turn everybody in them because why not? So he's the Joker and Lex Luthor. Put together just without the money. <laughs> I mean, Joker ain't got money, he's rich in nanites. Hmm. <laughs> and then you have like a character who is like pivotal to the show, with like you wouldn't really think they're pivotal, and that's Breach because Breach. Oh, I'm talking about Bobo. I mean, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot Bobo existed. Who <laughs> doesn't want a monkey as a best friend? <laughs> Bobo is like, does he even? <laughs> yeah. Bobo's great. What you mean? You I just... mean, he's there. Yes, he is. I, o- is a fact. I often, f- I often felt like Bobo was just a character from some Adult Swim cart cartoon that they couldn't use, and was just like, "All right, look, you can't swear because we're throwing you in the kids show now, but everything <laughs> else is okay." Yeah, like I was actually gonna say Reach though, because Reach is pivotal to the story. Um, she's an Evo who has the power to do exactly what it says, breach between dimensions, like teleport. And she has four arms. She's a member of the pack, which is a group that, um, worked under Van Kleist that kind of went to go do their own thing at the end of season one. And she basically just kind of is there, like at the scenes of everything. Like she's the she's one who's so sends pivotal her. that yes. she's just a taxi service. 
Yes, she literally <laughs> drives the story um, because she sends right? Rex into the future. She sends Van Kleist into the past for him to be like the setup of season three and to be like an Egyptian god, basically. Um, she's the leader of the Reach, or um, not the Reach, the leader of the pack. Oh my um, god, are we getting into Young Justice now, too? Yeah, so this is just, it's, it's, she's like everywhere, and like I feel bad because she's like kind of just, I felt like misunderstood. Like she has a mental breakdown and like she just wants to kind of take care of her people. I don't feel like she really does anything with evil intent. Um, she is evil, I will say. Uh, I think that's oh, yeah. pretty just... safe. Um, but she does a very good job of like just, she's a good character. She's not like a two-dimensional character. There's actually layers in her, like what makes you think about why she's doing things like you know, you feel and you empathize with her like you would a like you would a different character of more magnitude in a different series. Anyway, um, and also she is done by the same person who did the voice of Ace in Justice League Unlimited. And is that like the different character in a different series you were alluding to? Yes. So that's mm. she made me feel like hearing her voice also played back into that feeling of Batman sitting with the girl in the swing set as she died. I was like, dang, I feel so bad for Breach. Especially when she had that mental breakdown. Because I'm like, Ace, no. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Goodness. Uh, any other characters you guys want? You know, I do want to say White Knight to me, uh, when, I, when you find out, like, his situation is, like, interesting as, like, the last pure human to not be infected by nanites <laughs> like he i don't is, know that, that always he is a bubble me. boy <laughs> yeah he he's like the super bubble boy in charge he, of this whole organization yeah like, you gotta know that he's kind of has some kind of like hatred for rex's family for basically being the cause of the infestation and basically saying like you either get infected or you live in a suit for the rest of your life I mean, I would too. If you literally <laughs> did this to me, I would probably hate you. I, hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but it's just still being able to like work with Rex and everything. He's a complicated character. Yeah, he's got like giant mechs, like just there, like ready. Which I ain't gonna lie, it was kind of hype when he lost to Black Knight, which. <laughs> when Black Knight took over and I was just like, mm -hmm. so we really doing this? We really just having a white knight and a black knight? Okay. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's chess. And a purple knight and an orange knight. Oh and my god, never mind. Red it's knight fucking... and No, there were there <laughs> were only two. There there were only two. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't remember what the other characters were then. I think I don't. Know. Um, anyway, the uh, other characters. Black Knight had four other people that she could basically be like, "I want a Megazord." Pretty much, and just they become were, a giant robot. Those were um particles, like sacred particles or something that she, that Rex did something to where they turned into, like um different type of evos. I saw this. It was the meta nanite. Yeah, they were meta nanites. Yeah, the the meta nanite is when they're all combined into one thing, and that's what Rex uses to become a god. Because it only really works with him. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, the yeah. End, the ending was pretty rushed. <laughs> yeah, that, and we'll, we will definitely talk about that um, in uh, further further along in the podcast, unless y'all want to touch on it now. Um, I mean, that's why I was just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, no, no. We basically, we'll, we'll ex- ta- we'll we basically definitely... explained what the ending was with that, so I figured, nah, it was rushed. You can tell so, because oh, no, if I were explaining this. Rushed. So to that point about a rushed ending, which we'll circle back to the ending itself. Yes. Um, how do y'all feel about it being like 60 episodes and how do you feel like the story pacing went? When I they like- weren't crunch- when they weren't crunched for time, the pacing was great. It they had simple stories for episode to episode building on the bigger story. And each episode's uh, individual story was well-paced enough that you could easily follow what was going on. Yeah, At no, least I, I could. Oh, I agree. Um, I would say that um, I felt like the pacing was good. I felt like I definitely didn't know there were 60 episodes when I did the whole rewatch. When I dedicated myself to do that, I was like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so that was a little bit of a surprise because I heard in my mind, like as a kid, I thought there were only, there was like one season and it stopped because I think I only watched one season before I just got like fed up with it or something. I feel like fed my, up it was mom, hard. It was hard to catch. It kept moving time slots. Yeah. Yeah. They were not generous with those time slots. They, they, yeah, it was definitely a hard show to catch to like keep up on. Yeah, and I felt like it was also kind of like it for it trying so hard to not be Ben Ten. It did a lot of stuff that kind of went over my head as a kid, um, which kind of made it less interesting for me to watch as well when I was a child. So revisiting it here and finding out there was a season two and season three kind of had me like more invested to watch it. So I would say that definitely. Pacing is good, and I felt like season two was the strongest season, like, overall. And season three did feel rushed, I would say, probably because they didn't really know what was going to happen at the end of the series. Which, yeah, uh, one thing I really did like about the overall plot was, unlike a lot of uh, show cartoons nowadays, like the first episode won't really kind of it like it won't hit the story like ground running does that make sense it's just kind of like a like a basic like oh it teases you with the basic formula yeah. on how things are gonna go instead of being like hey this is the story we're going with yeah i feel like modern cartoons nowadays are more like um i totally just <laughs> my my thought train derailed so much <laughs> No, so cer- much I had it all lined up. Certainly, you you feel the the immediacy of the story with modern uh, Western animation, like a, yeah. a show that I think back to sort of with that same vibe is almost Steven Universe. You know, Steven Universe is like, all right, let's hit you with the world, let's hit you with some story plot, and then sort of with that show specifically season one tapers off with sort of filler until they're confident that they're going to get a season two where they can get more in depth with story heavy stuff, but certainly stuff back in this era with like, um, the show we're talking about here, generator Rex, 
you really have more of a, all right, here's the setup, here's the world, and then eventually we're going to sprinkle in some story stuff because we're mildly episodic. We're mildly yes. monster of the week. But this one is just like, no, nah, let's hit the ground running. Let's introduce the big bad, right? The first episode, he's going to like, you know, it's like <laughs> the whole thing. I'm like, all right, okay, here we go. I mean, <laughs> uh, it started part like of Man, uh, part, part of the team, Man with Action, Man of Action, part of the writing team of this show <laughs> was uh, Dwayne McDuffie. He, uh, he's done a lot of uh, stuff with Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and those kinds of shows. And he was really big on the whole, I'm here, I'm here to tell a story. This is, if this episode, I can go wild with it, I'm going to put as much story as I can in here. So, yeah. He never really had it, like, badly paced, though. It always seemed like it was uh, something worth telling, so he always made every move kind of, like, matter. Which is something I really appreciated with this. When he got to, uh, you know, make his own show. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I don't think the it being like the whole I'm here moment in the first episode was bad. Like, because a lot of other shows do that as well. So I wasn't mad at it. No. <clears throat> and of course, like, you know, with the... With, as all series, as Jazz Rex kind of, you know, gets more experience and stuff, things will happen and he'll unlock new things and new toys to play with. And it's like, okay, cool, you know. <laughs> swingy, swingy fist of doom, uh, yeah. nunchuck style, whatever it is. <laughs> it, like, all right. Honestly, it seemed like as soon as he got the, uh, I think they called it the Omega Nanite. Mm-hmm. He got blueprints for all these different uh, new configurations, but he was finally able to use more than one at a time. Yeah. Like load up a sword for one arm and a gun for the other one. Why? Because yeah. he can. Because <laughs> he can. True, true. And like, I really liked that. Um, like I know I said it before, but Siri? Siri? Not Siri. Uh-huh. Siri? Seriously. You're, you're talking about the girl Yelling with the chick. black and she red screams. hair, right? Yeah. Cersei. Cersei, okay. Cersei, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was here for Cersei. Like, that was one of my, like, favorite moments or favorite things in the show mm-hmm. was because, you know me, I'm a guy. I like romance, you know? I feel that. <laughs> and I was just happy that he had a strong female romance. Like, I was like, okay, let's go. Um, it felt genuine. It felt like she, I'm glad that they were on opposing sides instead of, like, the same side, I guess. So there could be that, like... Like a forbidden love kind of thing? Yeah, there could be that level of, like, tense, like, pressure between them. Like, always... The star-crossed lovers? Yeah, kind of, like, but not really. Because it didn't feel like star-crossed lovers. It felt, like, believable, you know? It was just, like, they were both the same, but they both saw life differently. And it wasn't just, like, it was... They had, they both had the same value. Like they were two different products of society, I guess I'm trying to say. And it was cool to see how like his love interest wasn't like, oh, peaches and daisies or roses and lavender or whatever those things are. Like it was like something different than him and to challenge him to do different. Like I was like, okay, 
I see what you're doing. I'm I'm liking it. And I feel like that was one of the strongest parts. Like, just the other characters on the other side of what he was going against. Because most of the series, I was fully prepared for White Knight to be like, I'm the villain. Ha 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 ha. Nah. <laughs> so anybody else have any <laughs> favorite moments? Um, I definitely like the one where he transforms into a monster. That one really stands out in my mind. Like, I was like, yes, finally, we get to see the actual Rex part of Generator Rex. Finally, uh, it's <laughs> not here for long. Cool. Great. Glad we could, glad we could touch on that, I guess. <laughs> I was like, dead coming. <sighs> yeah, no, I was, I definitely wanted more of that as well. I was like, ooh. And then it was like, oh. But you know, yeah, it's like Mechanus oh. Rex was taken from us far too soon. Mm-hmm. And there was the super cool part of it, like because we had his Omega Evo form as well, which was like Iron Man with like freaking torch on his head, I guess. Um, and then we had the like upgrade part when the Ben Ten crossover happened, which. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. One has one has an alien form that just makes technology better, and the other guy is basically living technology. It was really No, nah, they're never gonna that the art style didn't mesh, that it was like it felt really weird that like they had done like Ben in a new art style. Well, they're from they even say it in the episode that they're from two different dimensions. Yeah, no, I Who's mean, but to say they, any other dimension would look like you did. No, I'm saying Ben it, didn't look like his original art, but he also didn't look like the art of Generator Rex. So I'm like, what is happening? He just kind of looked like some third person came in the studio and drew him without watching either shows. Well, I mean, um, Disney did that a lot, um, especially with, like the Leo and Stitch. Yeah, with Lilo and Stitch the series, like literally, yeah. it was kind of weird, but it also, I guess, kind of worked. But like characters well, from different styles would just come in, like the Proud Family for some reason. See, when you said that, I thought, I you know, know, I thought it was, was Disney doing Ben 10. And I was like, why? No, <laughs> no I'm just trying to give an example of like, I, like, other yeah, studios no, I, I know that what do you're it. Talking about. Yeah. 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 But when I rewatched that episode, I didn't get that feeling at all. It basically blended well for me. I. No. Some of the aliens looked a little weird, but okay, they weren't weren't on the screen all the that shading? much. Probably. I feel like like it was a lot darker than like Ben Ten usually was. Like the overall tone of uh, not like just the art, tone, art but wise. the actual art yeah. itself. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Um, Is there anything we super disliked about Generator X at all, or the ending? <sighs> the ending, yeah, I guess it ended super abruptly. That's probably my biggest criticism as well. Yeah, I didn't really like the monkey at all. Bobo? Yeah. Go back to that rejected Adult Swim cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like no disrespect to Bobo, it just was. He just felt like he was useful in the first few episodes, but then, like, I just felt like he didn't really do much. He was basically a meat shield. 
that they didn't even use. So you couldn't even get slapstick comedy out of him. Yeah, no, that's how I felt. Like, he was just very kind of eh there. And also, I don't like... I mean, the other thing that I super disliked is what I dislike a lot about a lot of things. Cartoon Network cutting things because of, like, toy cells. But that's also, like, freaking Shona Jump cutting things because it didn't have the correct amount of cells, even though it's super popular. So the key is... Same thing with Nickelodeon, though. Yeah. So the key is to just get my own... You said Nickelodeon? Oh, yeah. All the networks did it. Yeah, that's a big thing. If if you can't sell toys... Car, all cartoons are basically, especially when we were growing up. Like They're just the giant commercials. Yes, giant glorified toy commercials the entire time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, now, they didn't sell it's any been, toys. It's basically been like that since the 80s. Mm-hmm. I feel like Nickelodeon's problem was they didn't cancel things because Fairly Odd Parents, my knowledge is still going on. Mm. They, uh, I think it ended. That does I'm happen sure sometimes. Like, and I know that and Spongebob went downhill heavy. Well, Spongebob's getting a spinoff, so haha. About what? They're going to camp. Who? <laughs> as little, as kids. Oh, God. Anyway. I'm out. Yes. I'm out. Anyway, I'm not going to nope. waste my breath talking about that trash. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, I just really dislike the fact that Cartoon Network likes to cancel things. But other than that, you know, I wasn't really too... I enjoyed the series. I still favor Ben 10. I like Agent 6. He was cool. Dr. Holiday, you know. You already know. Um, <laughs> Rex was okay. Van Kleist was funny. So He does get funny. I, I do remember that about him. Like, at first, he's like, ah. Oh. He feels like he's too serious. But then he's like, oh, ah, yeah. he's funny. <laughs> he's funny. <laughs> Like, I feel just, like I feel like later on they were just like they just told the whoever his voice actor is I can't remember his name for the life of me um, to just have fun with the role because I think he, he out of nowhere just gets a British accent. <laughs> I don't remember him having one in the early seasons, but by the later ones he obviously does. I think he sort of had a light one. Like, it wasn't too apparent. It was kind of weird. In the later ones, it's very apparent. Like, holy shit, when did that happen? Troy Baker. Do we know who he is? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I know Troy Baker. Okay. And that suddenly makes a lot of sense. (laughs) What Um, did he do? Have you played Persona 4? Yes. He's Kanji. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Just just that one. You know, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's also he's also Joel from The Last of Us. God. Oh, okay. The Last of Us. My brain heard freaking Walking Dead. And I was like, I hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, um, any final thoughts about Generator Rex or anything? I mean, gone too soon. <laughs> that's what I would say. Dang, that's really depressing when you use those exact words. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, either gone too soon or not gone soon enough. Like, just season. <laughs> like you, you could have if you me. knew. 
If if you knew, you should have ended it sooner. You should have ended it the right better. way. Yeah. Yeah, ended it the right way. Maybe not do so many filler things, but again. Yeah, well, you often don't know only. with enough time. Yeah. Like, how many years does it take to make, like, one episode of animation or something like that? I don't, I don't freaking know, but. It depends on a multitude of factors. Are <laughs> oh, you right? You're right. You're right. But, um, <clears throat> I would say just, you know, keep like keep going back to old stuff and like see if it holds up because that's fun and we're probably going to talk about something that we went back and found so if you are listening to this you should go back and find things and then you should communicate with us that that's what you want us to talk about because we'll do it i will go and watch 60 episodes for you in a weekend (laughs) he will it's true or i'll damn sure lie about it (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Wait, who lied to us? Unsubscribe. <laughs> Everybody lies to you. Unsubscribe from America. Unsubscribe on download. Delete. <laughs> Sorry. Too real. Too real. So, um, yeah. If that's it, yeah. Um, you can catch this podcast and other podcasts on Spotify, where we finally, finally broken away from your typical Shonen protagonist. Um, what? But it's still here on its own feed. Yes, we are separate. Now on the Spotify. And you can catch this podcast, it's social media, on Twitter, at Content Breaker, all one word, on Twitter. And at Content underscore Breaker on Instagram, where we will gram things instantly. <laughs> oh, gosh. And you can catch me, Static Dreads, at Static Dreads with a Z. And where can they find the rest of y'all? They can find me at Strangely Entertaining. I will definitely have a video going up probably the day before this podcast goes up. So Wednesday? look for Nerd Notification Hour on YouTube because that's really the only way you can find me. Or just look for my Twitter handle, which is at Strangely Entertaining. Yes. And yeah. Zog is eventually going to get his YouTube popping again. So we're going to be there waiting for him when he does. At what? the Zog. Yeah. Go ahead and put gonna words have in all my mouth. Power Rangers, uh, Power Rangers video essay waiting for us or something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's all we have for you guys, and we will catch you in the next one. Bye.